0: Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about and today Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel.
1: everyone my name is madison i am so excited to be back with another episode of our podcast today we are talking about all things growing and scaling a successful e-commerce business i can't wait to dive right in so i would love to have each of you please introduce yourselves tell me your name and a little bit about what you do and uh, where you're based and we'll let the conversation flow from there
2: hi i'll go first my name is justice sierra I am based in Washington, D.C. Um, I am the CEO and founder of New Beauty Cosmetics, which is a clean makeup brand dedicated to sensitive skin, individuals with sensitive skin, eczema, um, and any type of skin diseases and things of that sort. Um, I officially launched New Beauty Cosmetics in 2020 during the pandemic, and I am also a mentor for senior high school students and also female college students, um, just helping them navigate through the college life and... Getting them on track to start their careers after college through my organization called Hey Girl Hey, which is set to relaunch next month in February.
1: Amazing. Thanks for being
3: here. Thank you. Hi, my name is Lindsay Garcia. I'm the owner, um, CEO, co-founder of Skin at Peace Skincare. I'm based out of West Palm Beach, Florida, and I have the business uh, co-owned with my husband, Rodrigo, and I have been an esthetician for 16 years and he has an MD degree and he's also a microbiologist and he has experience working in labs making and improving skincare formulations. So in 2019, the two of us, came together to create a skincare line that was healthy and didn't have all the toxic preservatives and chemicals that are in there that can irritate sensitive skin. I myself suffered from rosacea and sensitive skin. And even being an esthetician, I couldn't find a line that was good for my skin that wasn't making it flare up and break out. So he um, actually designed the skincare line for me. And when it worked so well, I decided that I want to share it with my clients and it just sort of took off from there. And um, now almost four years later, we pivoted to now we have four products. We went from having a 10 product line to a four product line. And it's just the essentials, like simple um, skincare routines, morning and night routines that have absolutely no preservatives. And the way that we can do that is we send, it's a subscription. So we send you a fresh box every single month and yeah that's
1: it beautiful all right Leah you want to introduce yourself
4: so hello everyone my name is Leah I'm a makeup well retired makeup artist um, and I sell cosmetics as well now vegan cosmetics I should add so in my um, cosmetics line I sell um, lashes um, mink lashes um, lip gloss lip liners lipsticks um, blushes. Um, I'm working on like concealers and uh, foundations kind of add into the line. But every time I release a collection, I try to add a new product so that in a few, like two or three, I have a full, you know, um, a full cosmetics line, basically. Amazing. But I kind of bit and piece it together. I am really passionate about my business. I started it right before I had my daughter and and kind of like kept it going from there. Um, I switch up my the things that I do in my business. I started doing makeup, then I transferred over, well, switched over to selling cosmetics. But I pride myself in selling vegan cosmetics too. Um, that means a lot to me too. To Cruelty free products. Trying to um, find new ways to be creative. I'm a really creative yeah. person, so. Um, yes, I'm in also in Florida. So um, a lot of women here are into like beauty products and beauty things. So I'm able to network and meet with a lot of different people um, and discuss my business.
1: Amazing. Well, let's dive right in. I would love to know, have you all been called to a life of entrepreneurship? And and what has that journey taught you in the makeup and skincare industry? I know that's a pretty heavy question to start off with. But yeah, walk walk me through that process. Yeah,
2: I guess I'll go first. So yeah. um, the answer to that question is absolutely not. I honestly never seen myself owning my own business um, when I was about seven years, seven or eight years old. Actually, I already knew what I thought I wanted to do. And I was to become an attorney. Um, mm-hmm. So I went to I went to college and I majored in political science. I went and got my master's in business law. And after that, I took the LSAT. So I went through the entire process of like going, getting ready to go to law school and become an attorney. And then somewhere between 2019 and 2020, where I actually got laid off from my um, previous law firm here and located in DC um, during the COVID, during the pandemic. And during that time, also, I was also like doing makeup and um, getting into it really good. And then a lot of people would come up to me and ask me to like do their makeup. And so I just decided to, like, why not start my own cosmetic makeup brand? And during that time, the cosmetic industry, makeup industry, to me, was very saturated. So I had a hard time finding a gap in what was missing. And so I went and I found I was using numerous products, big, big brands today that we all use, like NARS, things of that sort. But within every product I was using, I would find myself breaking out with, like, little bumps and i'm a person where i like color cosmetics so really bright eyeshadow lipsticks yes. you know bright pink blushes and there wasn't a makeup brand at the time or even still very few where colors, color cosmetics was also clean and so there's where i found the gap and then i just started i started decided to start new beauty cosmetics which is all about clean colored fun makeup it's combining fun also with clean So, um, and during, during that, starting that brand, I realized like, wow, this is probably the most difficult thing I've ever started in my life. Aside from going to school, getting those degrees, I had absolutely no idea that there are thousands of steps. And even when you think that you're on the right path, there's always something else. You're always learning. You're always going through different processes to build a successful brand. So absolutely not. Um, like I said before, my main goal was to become an attorney and then somewhere in between being laid off and wanting to create my own source of income and also share what I learned by using makeup with others. Somewhere along the lines, I just started my own makeup.
4: Constantly.
1: Yeah. What a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, my
3: story is pretty similar. I never intended to be an entrepreneur or own my own business. I've worked in spas and salons in the beauty industry for the past 20 years. Um, I became an esthetician 16 years ago when I was working at a spa in Miami, and I absolutely fell in love with the industry and makeup and brows and all the things. So I went to esthetician school and since then I've worked in spas and salons and I became a uh, massage therapist about eight years ago. So I figured I would just, and I've worked in high end hotel spas and like You know private day spas and then i started taking my clients like i would go to their homes high-end clients in the palm beach area and i thought that's what i was going to do and then when my husband and i decided to make this skincare line it was really just supposed to be a small little fun like side project that we were going to do i mean he Mm -hmm. has his full-time career as well and people loved it so much that we just kept on growing it and um I agree with justice. I had no idea how hard it was to start a business. I, I mean all the <laughs> steps that you need just to get like registered in the state and like I mean luckily my husband does most of that stuff because I'm more of like an artist creative. Yeah. So that's like, you know, I don't I'm not really like uh into like papers and like law. that stuff is not for me my brain doesn't work that way but luckily we made it through we were able to handle all of that but i think for me like the biggest um lesson i've had to learn or like what i'm still learning is the marketing and the social media presence Mm -hmm. presence and like email marketing and like getting myself out there and getting my brand recognized which is so hard in the saturated market and that's been like my biggest learning curve and Um, I think for me, I had to hire people to teach me like coaches to teach me how to even like use Canva so I could make my social media look nice. Like I had no idea how to do anything because I would always just worked on clients. Like that was my passion. So yeah, it's been a really long journey, but I've learned so much and I'm still learning so much every day.
1: Good. I
4: have to jump right in with you guys and agree to that I, as well did not plan on really being an entrepreneur. I was working, um, I went to college, after I went to college, I started working in like accounting. So I was doing like accounts payable, accounts receivable, stuff like that. Um, What really changed it for me is when I had my daughter, I have a little girl. And so when I gave birth to her, this was around when COVID really started Mm -hmm. and I was pregnant in 2019, 2020, COVID was like really, really bad. So, um, I couldn't and didn't even want to put her in daycare. Uh, still to this day, she's a, a at home kid until, you know, she goes to elementary school. But what, that's what really pushed me into being a business owner because I'm like, Hey, I don't really want to put my daughter in school. I kind of want to keep her at home. I have to find another way to make money then that yeah. I don't have to put her in school. So I'm like, okay, I have to basically, that's what really got me into doing my own business. Cause I'm like, it'll allow me to watch my daughter, take care of her and then do a you know, business as well at the same time. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, kind of like similar to justice said, you know, I would do my makeup really, really well. And then a lot of people are like, okay, well you should do my makeup. And I'm like, okay, why not? I can make money from it. I might yeah. as well. Um, and it was kind of easy, um, to kind of start because with like makeup, you don't necessarily have to have a license to do that. So it was kind of easy to kind of like, uh, make money on the side doing it. And that's what really started. And from there, it branched off into me doing my cosmetics line, Leah's Locker Cosmetics and venturing on to more things, but didn't think that I would be here. But I'm glad that I made that decision, yeah. that I made that chance because working in the corporate world is 10 times more difficult than I feel like being a business owner. I know it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur, but it bound, it is it's worth it in the end.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I I can relate to that. I I don't work in the cosmetics or, or skincare industry, but I did leave the corporate world behind to work for a startup and to run my own business. And it's we were talking about this on an episode earlier this morning that the non traditional path is not talked about enough. Entrepreneurship is not being pushed as a career option. You know, we all think, oh, I I have to go off to school. I have to pursue a a four-year degree and, oh, get a real job. Well, creative jobs and running your own business is a real job. And and I think that's so beautiful. And it also speaks volumes to each of your characters and who you are as people that you are, are willing to take those risks day in and day out and take a leap of faith and start in your own company. I, I think that's very commendable. So kudos to each of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So my next question, how were you able to grow and scale your e-commerce business so successfully? For me, I would actually say that I'm
2: still growing and still still scaling okay. my e-commerce um, business. However, bet- between last year and this year, there has been like a, I'm, I'm very blessed, uh, like a tremendous amount of support. Uh, we've grown so much i can't really say too much but like probably by the end of this year we're looking to be in a retail store um prayerfully and i think the number one thing that has helped that is simply just you know putting myself in rooms where i can talk to people about my brand and tell them exactly who we are and what it is that i do Um, and just being around other like-minded individuals and networking. I I know it sounds very cliche, but that whole phrase of your network is your net worth is very true. I mean, I feel as though the people that you know can get you into rooms before you talk to someone and tell them about what it is that you know. So I think the number one thing for me has been just putting myself in rooms and Going to different events, and even if it's in my local community, I'm always available. I'm always attending something that can help and scale my brand, and then also hiring individuals where in positions where I know that I like. So mm-hmm. starting out, I tried to do everything because, of course, it was just me, and I was like, I have to do this. I was the photographer. I, I was the yeah. Editor. I was the model, and I was doing all of these things, and I realized that it was burning me out like really quickly, and. I was giving certain things more of my attention than others. And I had to take a step back because starting up, a lot of people don't talk about, you know, you don't, you, you're not necessarily having the funds to necessarily do everything.
1: Yeah, But
2: I had to determine, you know, wh- which is more important, which was basically hiring people to do things that I know I did not want to do. I'm not good at operational things. I hate it with a passion. Um, I'm yeah. more of like a creative person. So I know that I grow and I'm great at being at photo shoots and directing things, how I want them to go. So I just try to basically create a team that can help grow and scale my brand. I think that's very important. Starting a business is to make sure that you have people on your side that can pick up where you like.
1: Yeah. Well said.
3: Yeah. A hundred percent spot on. I agree with everything you said, as far as my business goes. Um, I think the number one thing that has scaled my business in the past year, is going to tons of expos. So mm-hmm. my business sort of found this niche of uh, pregnancy and breastfeeding moms, because they're really concerned about what ingredients they're putting on their skin. So yeah. I've actually been going to a lot of, um, they're called like prego expos and like Bump <laughs> and beyond and like, I don't have kids myself. So I thought at first, that was kind of like, a strange niche but like I am a woman and so right, you know right. I've yep. connected with so many women at these shows and I've done virtual shows and I mean I've probably gone to like five different states in like the last six months going to different wow. shows in 2023 like we have even more planned because it's been such a success and I've really I found out that when I'm speaking to someone face to face and letting them try the products and I'm explaining what the ingredients are and we explain all the ingredients that are toxic and, you know, everyone should stay away from, but especially pregnant and breastfeeding moms should stay away from. And um, so just educating them on that, they that builds the trust. And so then they want to subscribe to us. And once they start using the products, they love them. So that's been a huge growth factor for us. And also, yes, hiring people to do the jobs that I'm not very good at. We also started off like, you know, being our own photographer and like all the jobs we were doing ourselves. And, you know, as we started to make a little bit of money, we were able to like hire a marketing team and like hire like social media people out and, you know, but I've had to go through the growing pains of like, not always liking their work, or they're not the deadlines that I want. So I have really, as a person that's like more of an empath, and I've always been kind of like more of a people pleaser in the service industry, I've really had to step into the role of like being CEO, like, you know, very kindly making deadlines. And when people don't meet those deadlines, you know, there's consequences. And like, I've had to you know, let some people go and like, yeah, hire other people. So that's like been a super like personal growth journey for me, because it was super uncomfortable. But now I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with that part of it. But um, yeah. yeah, as far as like the whole e commerce part goes, we are trying to um, implement email marketing because that's Mm -hmm. been a huge also source like growing the email list and like basically all of our social media we're trying to drive them all to our email list because that's where we're like also making you know, more of a connection, we're able to tell our story more than just like a social media post. I've, we spent a lot of money on social media ads and the Facebook marketing and Google marketing and all those things and we just were not getting like the ROI at all that we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we decided to sort of pivot away from that because we found that in, unless you have like hundreds of thousands of dollars per month to put into these ads, like we're just not being seen. Because right. we're, we're too small still. So that's just been our experience. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing journey and every day I learn something new. But yeah, it's been fun.
4: Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'll have to say, um, really, as far as my e-commerce business, what's really helped me, um, of course, yes, making sure that I have a team. Um, somebody told me some time before that kind of stuck with me, making sure that I have surround myself with people that like want to build towards my dream or goal. Mm. So I kind step away from, like I guess, from working in corporate, working towards someone else's dream and goal. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to get a team of people that want to see my vision and help me bring my vision in life. Um, something that I do agree with is very important um, as far as my business was helped me in my e-commerce is actually being really social and active with other people. Mm. Like I'm a bit of an introvert. So when I first kind of like started, I'm like, okay, as long as I could do good makeup, I feel like, okay, I'm gonna get clients and everything like that. But a lot of times people will just come to you, they just like you, they like your personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm learning that a lot, like, okay, wow, like just just speaking to people. That's why I started doing community events where I live at. Uh, so I do like community stuff. Just uh, sometimes I do like free lashes for people, like high school students. I have them come to my makeup student and I would do like free lashes for them. Aww. Or just any way to kind of like you know interact with them network with them so i think yeah. that that's me a lot because i started to meet more people and those people started to tell people about me and where i started doing uh makeup at um it was like a new town that i was in that i was living in so i didn't know too many people there mm-hmm. but uh um, i'm like hey i gotta be more active i think you guys heard me earlier i told you i s- said i blog a lot of what i do and mm-hmm. stuff like that people like to see it but just being more like personable with people like Being more like, hey, I'm an actual real person. I'm a real individual. I go through these things, I this and that. And I feel like that has really helped me so, so much. Um, Yeah. You know?
1: Amazing. Um, Yeah. Right on. Well, my next question, it sounds like you all have a really solid brands. You have your branding figured out for your company. How were you able to develop that personal brand? So are
2: you Mm -hmm. saying like a personal brand within ourselves? Or
1: yeah, I mean, you. I guess you could kind of interpret that either way. Like, you, you all seem extremely confident in yourselves and your knowledge of this industry, your own personal branding, like who, who justice is mm-hmm. as an individual. But also, you could interpret that as your the branding of your company, like the packaging or the logos or the visuals, like the messaging. Um, how did you develop that?
2: Uh, well, for me, it came through actually trial and error. And I'm being honest. And I wish I could show you all like my very very first packaging. It was horrible. (laughs) I like made it myself. I was doing like hand labeling. It was it was it was a mess. Um, And I think like basically trial and error. And you will when you're starting a business, you will find out sooner or later exactly if people are resonating with your brand and your message very very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for me. One of the things that has helped me grow my brand is, you know, speaking with others, trial and error, learning. Um, And I also wasn't afraid to not necessarily um, compare, but I wasn't afraid to look at what my competition was doing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was very important to see exactly what people wanted in the makeup industry, what they wanted to see, what they were buying, what they were interested in. And I would, I would go to these little networking events. I would even go into places like Sephora and talk to girls. Like they wouldn't know why I was asking them questions, but I I knew, and I would just walk up to them and be like, Hey, what made you buy this? Or what made you, what made you buy, buy this? And if it was something that you could change with this foundation, with this lip gloss, what would it be? And I would take that information and I would go home and I would do my research and I would figure out what that gap is. And I would, you know, basically see what's missing and develop it into my own brand. So for me, like I said, it was trial and error, but it was also getting out into the public and seeing exactly what people wanted to see. Because as we know, um, a lot of people are starting different sorts of brands, whether it's skincare, whether it's makeup. And I think the number one question before starting these brands, you always have to ask yourself is what sets me apart?
3: What's going to make them buy my products over someone else?
1: Right. Absolutely right.
3: Yeah. Again, very similar. My brand started off very scrappy. Our first labels, our first bottles were horrendous, like laughable. We even my husband and I we still look at them sometimes. We're like, look how far we've come. Yeah. So, um, I was lucky that one of my clients, um, my esthetic, my facial clients, I was her esthetician is a branding coach and marketer Mm -hmm. and she's very good so i hired her right off the bat when i told her about my idea and that we were starting and she completely taught me the ropes of everything i went through her whole course of like her I I guess it was called like a brand coach. And she helped me, she did our first logo. She helped us with our, all of our social media. And, you know, she really taught me all of the things that I use today. And um, it hasn't even been, it's been like the past six months that we hired someone to do a new logo and, you know, sort of rebrand us again, because we're, you know, we're stepping it up and we're expanding a little bit. And so we're trying new things. But if it wasn't for her, I don't even think that, we would have a business today because she taught me so much about branding and she has such amazing style and aesthetic like she really taught me like what color combinations like you know the the whole branding board and the fonts and yeah. all that stuff that's so important to make your brand cohesive and attractive so yeah i was very blessed to have her
4: um yeah that's, that's wonderful thing. i will say that um, for my branding, I I worked on trying to figure out what would make me a little different, um, mm-hmm. because as we know in Florida, like I said, it's beauty is everywhere when it comes to like just the women, the people, in stores, online. Just that's mm-hmm. like a really cohesive thing here. So I I figured what message? That's what I kind of like created my brand through. What message do I want to put out to people? Um, Like I put like one of my logos is um, for your own kind of beautiful. So, you know, everybody, especially in South Florida, so many different kind of women. Some people don't like too much of this. Some people don't like this. And I feel like that's okay. You can be your own kind of beautiful. So I kind of like promote that all the time. I work on trying to make women, um, empowering women to make them feel good beautiful inside and out and sometimes i feel like society dismisses either one or the other okay we well have yeah. to be there way. that you know so many rules and regulations how to be a woman and so i really pride myself on trying to make people you know recognize their inner beauty and outer beauty and uh, i think that having that as part of my brand is what attracts a lot of people to me and my business and what i do um because you know even outside of the business world, they are real people. Everybody has real lives. Everybody yep. has, real, you know, problems and issues. So I, I really um, pride myself into that. But I, like I said, I always try to incorporate that into my brand, my website, my cosmetic. It's just so lively and beautiful. Like you feel like, hey, uh-huh. I, I want to be like that or I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have that type of confidence. So it took me a while to build that within myself. And so I just yeah. try to help people with that too.
1: Amazing.
2: And Madison, I will, sorry to cut you off. I will also add, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for audience. it. Another important thing for me was actually, because I feel like people don't talk about it a lot or a lot of individuals don't know exactly what it is and what it means. And it was finding my target audience. And not mm. just finding my target audience, it was finding my target, my persona. And so in the beginning of my brand, when I was first starting, through the packaging, you you would be able to tell that I didn't know who I was speaking to. I mean, I knew I wanted to do color cosmetics, but my packaging was like turquoise and it was pink and it was it was a mess. And so I think that now I think it's very important, which has also helped me grow and develop my personal brand. And you can see it through the packaging. You can see it through the website. You can see it through the social media Mm -hmm. pages. It's finding my target audience. And I had to learn. And this came with, again, trial and error and hiring individuals to help me. Was that not only do you need to find your target audience, but you need to break it down specifically and figure out exactly what, what your target persona, what that person looks like, what do they do, where do they hang out, what is it that they like. Yeah. And the more you niche down, the more you break down that you'll find a better understanding, you'll know exactly who it is that you're talking to. And your brand can go from a lost brand to a more defined um, makeup and cosmetic brand as well.
1: You are absolutely spot on with that. That is really what takes an idea and turns it into a brand or turns it into a company. Um, My marketing agency puts together a, a branding package, kind of like what you talked about, Lindsay. And we create these, we call them brand Bibles or branding kits that help our clients build out their target market to a specific character. So we are getting... Really, really specific in the nitty gritty details. Who is this person? Where do they live? How old are they? Where do they shop at? What are they passionate about? What are their hobbies? What resonates with them? What emotions are they feeling? And as we build out this like character, essentially an avatar for that target market for this business, we're running all of our social media posts through the persona of that target market is this caption something that they would resonate with? Is this something that's engaging for them? Would they be led to check out the website or subscribe to the email list or purchase a product or book a service and an appointment? Um, so that's, you absolutely, you know, hit it right on target there, that's that's spot on. So nicely said. Um, my last question before we wrap up for today, What resources or advice would you share with young business owners and entrepreneurs? Anything that sticks out to you? Do you
4: repeat the question one more time? I'm sorry.
1: What resources or advice would you share with young business owners and entrepreneurs? For me, I think there's two.
2: The first one, as I mentioned before, would be to put yourself out there. Make Mm -hmm. sure that people are able to put a face to a name. Yep. Um, I think it's very important especially in today's society it's silly to say people are more inclined to buy from you when they know who you are yep First, what's your product you can have the best products out i mean like the best but they don't know who you are they don't know what you do you don't resonate with them they can't relate to you people want to know your story behind what it is that you're creating so for me i would say don't be afraid to tell your story like if you're starting whichever brand, it doesn't matter if it's makeup, if it's fitness, if it's skincare, there's a message. There should always be a message behind why you're doing what you're doing. So for me, I would say don't be afraid to tell your story and also make sure you're getting into every room possible where you can meet individuals because um word of mouth travels fast. And you may meet someone who goes and speak with someone else and you you have a makeup brand and they may be looking for someone who has a makeup brand. And just that fast, you have someone a supporter who can help you and put you in a position for your brand to grow and scale. So
1: amazing.
3: Yeah. um, I agree with that. Definitely. And also to have patience with yourself because this Mm. is a journey. And especially if you've never owned a business or started a business before, there's a lot of things to learn. There's a huge learning curve and, to not expect that you're going to be a huge success right off the bat. Right, so if you right. already have a full-time job, definitely keep that job until you're making the money and not your business is making money. Like you're able to take a salary out of that business. That's matching yeah, that's your correct. current job before you jump off that cliff and become just an entrepreneur because I are just a business owner, because I know that when you're, solely relying on that one business of your income it can be really scary when you don't see those sales coming in or like you know everything becomes like a nervous anxious anxiety driven Um, all your promotions everything you're talking to people about it's like you're almost like desperate energy and that's Mm. not good so it's good to give yourself a nice cushion that you're not solely relying on that income so that you're able to grow with your business and you're able to like slowly learn things and um, you're not forced to learn things the hard way. Um, I'm just really grateful that I've been given this time to really get to this point where I am now that now I have the skills and the knowledge that I'm actually I feel like our business is just starting now because I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm just now ready it took these last four years of me personally learning all of these tools in order to get to this point where now I am actually solely just the the co-founder owner of skin at peace this is my full-time job now and so um it took a long time to get to that point. So just to like have patience, be teachable, don't get hard on yourself when things don't work out. If you're posting something or putting ads out there and you don't get any response to not take it personally and just like take the analytics and just pivot yeah. and go with what's working and not like and what works for somebody else in their business is not necessarily gonna work for yours. So it's just a right. trial and error and yeah, just to uh, have fun with it and Yes. Good
4: advice. Good advice. <laughs> um, I would have to say um, main two things I would give as advice is one. Yes, definitely making sure that you're you're relatable and you're personable. Um, they want to people like to know that they can relate to you in any way, shape or form. So that is that includes you telling your story to people. Mm-hmm. You don't know who yeah. you may reach or touch. I think that that's really important, too. And then um, also, I would say starting with what you have. I have so many friends and people that I know that always wanna start businesses and they're like trying to get everything together before they actually start it. And I think that it's important to know that you your best way to learn through your business is to start where you have because let's say that um, you don't make, you know, sales that month or, or the next few months and Let's say that you waited until your business was the best, best business to put it out there. You're not even going to know how to handle that. You're not right. going to know how to handle the lows. So it's really important to start where you are and build yourself up. You're going to learn so much that way if you kind of use that process. So I always feel like that's like a golden key right there. And it, it when you're working on your business yourself, grind up, you learn so much like you're, you, you have a good foundation for your business. So don't feel like you have to have everything together, everything perfect, because you're not going to learn that way about your definitely. marketing for your business.
1: Yeah, there's no better time than now, right? Now's the time to start.
4: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all so much for your time today. This was so impactful and insightful to me and definitely to our listeners as well i can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for each of you thank you thank you thank you you so So much much. thank you so nice to meet you
3: all